guys, welcome back to Along for the Ride. I feel like the last few weeks were a little bit deep and a little bit heavy, which is why I'm super excited for today's episode. Today we're chatting with one of my besties, Kelly Chrysillis, and I'm super excited for the conversation. We're chatting all things entrepreneurship, leaving your corporate job to go out on your own, blog relationships, PR, all the things. So I hope you enjoy. It's ready! <laughs> and we're slaying. <laughs> And we're on. One, two, three, slay. <laughs> One, two, three, slay. I feel like we need a move. Like an actual rainbow slay yeah, move? Like a... Because that's a rainbow. That almost reminds me of like synchronized <gasps> swimmers. Yeah. <laughs> One, two, three. <laughs> All right. Okay. <laughs> Moving on. Now that we slap happy. <laughs> this is going to be real good. All right. So, so we'll fun. try to make this not an hour-long giggle fest, <laughs> but uh, today I have my... Best friend, Kelly Cruchelis, here with me. We actually do work in very similar industries, so there's a lot more to talk about than just our friendship. Just uh, laughing all the time. <laughs> yeah. Just slaying the day. <laughs> I mean, all of our strange words and quirks that we yeah. <laughs> talk about. But, yeah, I guess quickly, I actually get this question a lot on, like, the blog and Instagram, like, people... It's like a thing. As an adult, like, making new friends, yeah. obviously, it's a challenge, and we haven't been friends that long, if you think about it. It's yeah. only been like two, two years, Almost really. Two years. I've known you. Coming up. I know this. <laughs> Coachella is <Yeah>. our anniversary. <laughs> We've known each other yeah. before that. So yeah. back, way back in the day, when, we, when I lived in Chicago beforehand, yeah. I met Lauren Nelson yeah. through blogging because she did the Girls of Lincoln Park. Yeah. And weren't you one of the Girls of Lincoln yeah. Park? Yeah. Oh my God, yes. I just like always forget about that time. But Katie and I, yeah, um, our other friend, yeah, our other friend, and Lauren, and that was like what 2011, 2011? Yeah, yeah. I moved from college to yeah Chicago in two thousand eleven. So and then then to New York in two thousand twelve, and Lauren moved. So I only knew Lauren a handful of times yeah. in Chicago, and then she ended up moving to New York. She still lives there. Yeah, and that's kind of when. The girls of Lincoln Park finished. Yeah, but like when it was once she kind of like once, once one of the girls of Lincoln Park was no longer in Lincoln, Lincoln Park. Park. <laughs> she was in another state. Exactly, um, and she re- rebranded, and it kind of ended there. Yeah, but then me and Lauren's friendship kind of picked up, and I remember first I feel like kind of hearing mm-hmm. about you is when Lauren and I went to London. Oh yeah, yeah, because I was at Langham at that exactly. time. Yeah, which we'll get into like your whole yeah. work thing. Yeah. Separately. But so I knew of you through then. And then I, when I moved back to Chicago in 2015, I feel like maybe when you like Hong Kong once too, right? But that was, that's since I've been, because that was with Merritt. I lived here. Yeah. But we still had it in like, yeah, we're that's not like true. we are now. But, but like we have worked together. But I, yeah. yeah. But didn't we like go to dinner? I feel like it was yeah. maybe, because we went to Beatrix that one night, like the yeah. four of us. Yeah. But yeah, we weren't, so we were like more friendly, yeah, I guess, at like that time. Yeah, like acquaintances, like we knew who each other were. And and then when we really became, like right before we became besties, was because we saw each other at, at every, every girl, girl event. Yeah. Um, Which I still just yeah. maintain. I mean, you know, I say everything yeah. happens for a reason, but it was yeah. just the strangest of times, that whole yeah. era. Yeah. And... So basically, we we already had lunch scheduled at yeah. Travel. Like didn't for we? a couple days later, saw each other at the Every Girl event, and somehow started talking about Coachella. 
Yeah. And I was like, wait, because I had reached out to you guys, like, or I had known you guys were going. Yeah. And so then, like, from we were talking about it, and I was like, like, I don't think I can actually go. Like, I don't really have a place to stay anymore. Yeah. Yeah. And you were like, oh my God, like, we have extra. I was like, room in our house. And I think we were like, well, let's talk about it at our lunch on whatever day it was that later that week. Yeah. And then. You know, over, I think, like a tuna tartare later <laughs> and like a couple probably coffees, we, I was like, well, why don't you just join our group? And, and obviously, you know, when I say this, like bringing people into your Coachella or any like good group where you're staying with like people in a house, like you always want to make sure like the like, vibe is You have is to right. vouch for that yeah, person. Yeah, like you have to vouch for that person. So I'm like... You know, in the back of my head, I'm like, well, I think she's fun, but like, if she isn't, like, this is on me. Everyone's gonna be mad at me for bringing this. But like, weirdo. at the same time, I would never invite someone if I didn't think, like, yeah, I feel you like know, you always have well. a really good read yeah. on people. Yeah. So, I guess that, and then, like, we went a week and a half later. Yeah. yeah. I mean, honestly, it was. Yeah. I would say ten history. days max before yeah. like granted I already yeah. had my flight and everything because I was planning on going but yeah. was just gonna like back out and and I remember you added me to the group chat yeah. and you're like beware <laughs> it's a lot yeah <laughs> I'm like there's a lot of back and forth I was like there's like 16 of us like on this group chat it's like 90 texts in like an hour because we're all like so excited and like talking about it and I also remember after we had lunch I would like texted the group I was like so I invited someone <laughs> And they were like, Cal, as long as she's cool, we're cool. And then and then we just ended up having the, the like, rest best. is history. Yeah. I mean, we ended up having the best time. I remember it was Allie, Alex, Chop, Rach, Kelly, Avery. I mean, so like all of yeah. our like core group of friends. Totally. And now I feel like yeah. I'm literally I mean, like yeah, you guys like are like bestie. my family. Yeah. You know? And we're we're besties since. And yeah. I feel like also we just like bond over like so many of the same things. Like we like the same types of music. We like to do like the same amount of like fun things. We also like work very similarly. And like I just feel like bonding was always like super easy for yeah. us, you know? Just like it, natural. Felt, it felt very natural. And also like I feel like our group of friends, like one thing we always say, we we always say that festivals bring people together because we're all like <laughs> like-minded type of individuals. Like we just like to have fun, a good time. No like drama it's like always totally. like very happy which and, gets but, into our rainbow sleigh but we'll, I know we'll touch but, on that later <laughs> like speaking of friend groups anytime anybody a friend visiting or anytime we almost like introduce a new person into the group like yeah. I know our friend Ray says this all the time yeah. she's like there just aren't many groups of friends like this like we truly yeah. do not have drama people don't yeah. get like mad at each other yeah. they're not like fights falling out oh, it's like for sure. and I feel like we like are really as close as it's like, yeah you know, it's not it like a fictitious because yeah. I, th- I feel like sometimes like if friends aren't fighting yeah in other group you know it's almost because right. like they aren't close enough to yeah fight but I just honestly feel like everyone is like For such sure. a good person and I know I say this to you guys all the yeah. time like especially after a few drinks but yeah <laughs> I feel like I just I feel like so hashtag yeah. blessed <laughs> You know, I know, and I feel like it just like works so well. And I feel like also in our group, it's like you have people like we all know each other. Like you have Allie and Alex who have known each other since they were like in elementary school, and then you have like Ashley and I who were like roommates from college, and then like Allie who met A Rich and Kelly through work, and then it's like you and I how we know each other. I just feel like I feel like what the common theme is is that we're all just like very accepting, like loving people, and like we 
we look for people who are really good friends and because we expect the same type of friendship. Totally. That sort of thing. Maybe that's too deep for this, but no, I, I just mean, feel like it's, I just feel like it's so true. And I feel like when we're always out with our friends, we're always like, we have the best time. I know. No one has as much fun as we do. People are like, I mean, we're crazy, but we're like, <laughs> it's so fun. It is so yeah. fun. Speaking of so fun. Yeah. Let's talk about that. So Kelly is the founder and owner of So Fun Social. Woo! Tell us a little bit about that. So, well, a little bit about my background. So I've yeah, always how did been you in get like to so fun? the hotel. Um, I've always been in the hotel industry. I grew up around the hotel industry, so that's kind of what initially brought me to hotels when I graduated college and moved to Chicago. I first worked at the Park Hyatt in the sales and marketing department as a PR and marketing coordinator under my boss, who was the director of public relations um, and the director of sales and marketing, and I feel like I learned a ton. Um, I was there for about... Then I eventually transitioned into like a couple like sales roles before I moved to the Langham almost um, five years ago also, which is like insane. Because when did you go to the Langham? Was it in 2014? 2014, yeah. So about four and a half years ago. And I was the director of PR and I left there in the end of October. And then... So that's... What are we on? Four months now? Four months, yeah. But I'll never... So also about... I feel like goes back to like our friendship and music festivals. I don't know why everything like circles back to these moments. <laughs> but I I remember like thinking for so long. I mean, I loved my role at the hotel. Like it was it was a great role. Um, I had the opportunity to like do a lot, not just with like Langham in Chicago, but also like Langham worldwide or like with our other sister hotels around the world. And for those that don't know, yeah. Langham is the number one hotel in Chicago. Isn't yeah. it in the US or Yeah, the- it's the number I mean it was, I remember when I started in May of, I started in May of 2014 and then like July of 2014 is when we started to get like a lot of our major awards and we were named the number one hotel by Travel and Leisure in Chicago and then the United States. Yeah, which is um, wild. And, and I, the number six hotel in the world. So I feel like that's kind of like what really started to put Langham on the map and to be a part of that because the hotel had just opened when I joined the team just a couple months before. So then I feel like that was also something like I was super, I am still super close with the team there, but I feel like we all kind of had this like, where do you go from there? Yeah. Like like you had this, and this huge pride too, that like you worked at such an amazing hotel, like in the city of Chicago and, and to be a part of its growth and like taking it from being something that was virtually, you know, a pretty brand new unknown brand, yeah. especially in the Midwest. We have, you know, larger presence in, or we had, a, I'm not, no longer there. So I speak <laughs> yeah. like I still am, yeah. but there was a much larger presence in Asia, obviously, um, and some on the coast, but not really that much in the Midwest. So I feel like to be a part of that, that growth. And then it, when I always thought about my career after that, I was kind of, you know, I thought a lot of, about a lot of different routes and you know, whether I wanted to grow with the company or, you know, go work for another company or an agency. I mean, there's a lot of different routes you can go in PR, but I, I think I always came back to wanting to work for myself. And it was always something I was, one, really scared to do, but at the same time, I think I saw my dad built, my dad and my family's company, like, they built that from the ground up. So I feel like some ways I have, like, a little bit of entrepreneurial like, spirit yeah, or me. blood yeah or exactly yeah um and so I like I and then I had like so many conversations with Ben um, my husband 
over like the last year and Ben's like I think you can do it I think you can do it like I'm here to support you but you just like need to start like putting the wheels in motion like write a business plan a, like yeah Ben is very <laughs> yeah Ben like, is buy the books I always yeah. say that I like need me a Ben I mean you know? I feel like that's like, all my girlfriends say they're like can you give me Ben for Christmas or like <laughs> he and he like we are polar opposites in that way he is obviously like so organized and like so he's hard very hard working in like a different way um and I always say, like, he is, he's also, like, the numbers man. So, like, he always, you know, is, like, looking at, like, the money or, like, how to make sure, like, something is, it always has to be, like, logical. Whereas I'm, like, it will figure it out. Like, it's, yeah. it, it will get there. Like, it, it, Rome wasn't built in a day. <laughs> My like, favorite Rome phrase. will get built in a year. Like, it's fine. And so, we, I mean, like, we laugh about that because you know so many of our conversations. And I'm sure, like, when Ben listens to this, he'll be, like, God, Kelly. Like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so then... And I know this is like becoming such a long story, but and I'm also long winded. I feel like I am too. To like talking about and this I'm sort a of big thing. tangenter. I know. So same. It's fine. We'll come back um, around. <laughs> that's why we're the same. Okay. <laughs> but and so yeah, I'm, and he was like, put business plan together, like put all these things together. And I remember calling my dad and my older brother, and you know, talking with them through it. And they're like, you know, it's a lot of hard work, and not trying to like deter me, but they're trying to like prepare me. Totally. And so I feel like in some ways it kind of always scared me a little bit. Like, oh my God, like if I, like why would Such I be able to do this? Step. Yeah. yeah. And then I feel like the final straw, and after like ta- also talking with all of our girlfriends about it, like, you know, Allie and Alex and Ashley, like, I mean, all of our friends are like so supportive. I remember you, A. Rich, and I were talking about it in a text message one day. And then actually, and Nick, when he was here for Lollapalooza too, but yeah. even like right before our conversation, our friend Nick, hi Nick, I'll make sure to let you know I'm giving you a shout out. Yeah. He has a podcast. Yeah, too, he has a podcast. Houston. Yeah, in Houston. And Nick is also like a newer friend, but him and I bonded back in May. I feel like about hangout. At Hangout Music Fest, see all signs point back to music festivals. Brings people together. Yeah. About him and I were doing like very similar things. Obviously him in Houston and me here. And he had started his own company, a PR company in Houston. And then so when he was here for Lala, he's like, I mean, Kel, like I feel like you should really think about, you know, working for yourself. Like I've always like we could be partners or, you know, I've always wanted to like summer in Chicago and then we could like snowbird in Houston. And I was like, like, oh, that's like a great. Yeah, great. Let me just convince yeah. my husband to also yeah. snowbird in Yeah, Houston. and like meanwhile, sure, we're, at, like, we're at like a Zed concert, <laughs> like at Perry's <laughs> stage. I was like, you know, I'm going to give this some thought. <laughs> and then fast forward probably like literally 24 hours later, you and I are on a walk with Lincoln. Because... <laughs> Sidebar, yeah. I was living Yeah, your house. Yeah, you were staying with us. <laughs> so we're and not only friends, we were also roommates Yeah, for exactly. short time. Best time kind of ever. A long time, but. The Crisillus household yeah. grew and it was amazing. We were on a walk with Lincoln and I don't even know how we got started, got ta- like started talking yeah. about was work. It, it was like m- maybe the Monday yeah, after, it, right? Yeah, it was either like Sunday or yeah, it had to have been because we were like... Monday, so it was like... Festival. The, and I think maybe we were talking about like... Like flexibility, yeah, and like know. going back to work. Yeah, the and next I was like, I have day, to go into the office, which, like, going into the office, I know is a ton of people do it, but I feel like as I've grown in my career and like knowing how I like to spend my days is kind of um, something that also really, I mean, it's not like obviously the sole driver for like me wanting to like start yeah. my own company, but it was definitely something that like I thought about. Like, I'm not necessarily like an eight to five type of like box person. Like, I like to be you know like kind of come and go as I please and like I work at, I don't necessarily work like eight to five whereas like that's also 
my husband, Ben, like he is very like eight to five, like nose to the grindstone and he's like really hardworking. Whereas I'm like, you know, I might get in a couple hours here and then I kind of like to get in a couple hours here yeah, and, and split my but days. And that's I think how I, that's like a, both a creative thing and almost yeah. like a millennial thing. I right. mean, I think remote year did so many different like conferences and panels and things about this, but like the, the future of work is changing. And right. I think it's like, yeah, as our generation is For getting sure. older and almost like taking over the workforce, Definitely. we're... Yeah. Things are going to be shifting and oh, there's yeah. going to be a lot more work from home, a lot For more sure. flexibility and kind of doing things like on our time yeah. versus this rigid structure at a desk For where sure. you almost feel like you're chained to it. Yeah. And I mean, there's studies that are showing that you're more productive when right. you're able to kind of structure your day. Oh. And I and I know a lot of people like sometimes hate on millennials or like even millennials are like, I'm not like a millennial. I'm a millennial through and through. Like I, there I'm not. <laughs> they denying. do get such a bad yeah. rap, though. Yeah, and like I feel like we should have a whole nother conversation just on like, like generational differences because it really intrigues me. But there's no denying it. Like in the, how I react to certain things and like deal with you know even like certain situations. Like I definitely have like a millennial mentality, and but I also think that that's also a strength in, in so many ways. Totally. But that's like another story. But then, so back to the story, yeah. back to my really long Lincoln. story about, and it was so, I feel like all of these conversations, like I have to bring it up because they were all like so transformative in the, like the way that I thought. And then, so we were on a walk with Lincoln, hungover <laughs> as, as a couple girls After are. After four days yeah, of, of Lollapalooza and having the best beer time with the all sun, friends. to music. Yeah. I was like, I, I think I, I said something like, oh, I just, love, you know, I've been kind of looking for my the change. Like I... You know, I, I love the hotel. I love my job. But, like, I'm just kind of feeling like I need something. I need to move on. And I'm not 100% sure what that is. And I think, like, you said something along the lines of, like, I feel like you could go work for Like, you should work for yourself. And I was like, wait, you think I could do it? And I remember you being like, I think you could do it. Like, it was, it, and I was like, wait, so you, like, really think I could do it? And it was like that, like, a couple other times. And then I was like, I think I could do this. And then... That moment on, I feel like it was like full steam totally. ahead. Like, I, I never felt like such a, like a, a switch definitely flipped in my mind. And from that moment on, I was leave like, it Whoa. to Lala. Now I'm, I mean, hundred. We always say that. Like, <laughs> yeah, like we have these profound moments, and people probably think we're insane. I know for saying that, but also music yeah. festivals get the worst rap ever. I, know. I just don't. They do, and I'm sure people listening to this will be like, "Oh, oh my, my god, god, you guys love music festivals." We get it, but we're we're not going to hide it. We do, and like we have we, have, and it goes back to like having such a great group of friends. Like but you can also like, they just yeah. get a bad rap. Yeah, like for okay. sure. Who doesn't like live music right. or music in general? I mean, music festivals are mostly yeah. in the summer yeah. or they're somewhere that's warm. Drinking You're in beer, the sun. In a cute drinking outfit. Drinking beer. Like, cute outfit with your friends. Yeah. Like, what I, is not to I, like about that? Same. Like, I like sitting in the grass. I like sitting in the sand. I like sitting underneath <laughs> a palm tree. Anywhere. Like, honestly. On the beach. We've done it all. And we've had so <laughs> many great times. And Polaroids. I mean, we have so oh, many yeah. thousands of Polaroids to prove it. But... And then I'm almost done with it. So then I like full steam ahead. I, then I was like going to get into how like I thought of the name. Yeah. Was also yeah. from another friend <laughs> get together. <laughs> um, our best friend Allie's birthday was two weeks later. Yeah. And I was like, I feel like at this point I started telling people, I was like, I'm starting my own company. Like I'm probably going to quit, you know, my, my job in this like, by the end time. Of the year, like you know. this is my like timeline. And they're like, what's the name of your company? And I was like, I'm, you know, I'm still figuring that out, like kind of thinking it through. 
And two weeks after, like when we when I first made the decision, it was Allie's birthday. Yeah. And we were out for Allie's birthday, and we had a great time again, <laughs> as we always do. And then a couple of nights later, I was after I had gotten back from the gym, and I was sitting on the couch, and Ben and I were just like discussing the weekend, and also at this like simultaneously discussing this new venture that I was I was starting, and. I was like, God, Saturday was so fun. And Ben's like, yeah, it was. And I'm like, I felt like a light bulb oh, like went off. And I was like, oh my God, Ben, what do you think of So Fun Social? And he was like, yeah, like that, I kind of like it. It has a nice ring to it, but and that's not what he sounds like, but that's just an impersonation <laughs> of him. And he was like, but you know, keep thinking. And I was like, hey, I have lunch with Jess on, I think like a couple days later again. I was like, I'm going to run it by her. And then another transformer, I feel like conversation when I feel like sealed the deal was we had talked about it or we went to lunch and I was like, okay, where I did name. we go to lunch? True foods. Okay. Yeah. 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 I remember. And it was, yeah. We like sat at like that logic. front, like weird round yeah. table, didn't we? And we were like talking through, you were like t- giving me all like the inside business owner deets of like, okay, like once you figure out your name, like. You've got to have, like, the business entity before the bank account, like, all that. And then, like, also giving me, like, yeah, details on, like, LLC and, like, even trademark. And I was like, okay, I have a name that I want to run by you, but, like, I want you to be completely honest. And also, it's like you had become such a sounding board to me because, obviously, you own your own business. And we work in so many, like, similar ways. I was like, so I want, I want to give you my business name, and I, but like, be honest. Like, if you don't like it, tell me what you don't like about it. Like, you're not going to hurt my feelings. Like, I want this to be the best it can. And then I told you, I was like, so fun social. And I remember you started laughing, and I was like, oh my God, you hate it. And you were like, no, I actually love it. And you were like, I was just kind of prepared to like give you feedback and tell you I didn't like something, and that's why I'm laughing. <laughs> and I'm like, wait, so you actually like it? And and you were like, yeah, and I just feel like it's so you. So you. And so then that afternoon, I went back and I bought the URL. Domain, yeah. And it was... That was and we also, yeah. didn't we look it up and it was like twelve ninety nine on yeah. Hover or whatever? Yeah, and it. I've always said yeah. that when I find it, yeah. Like it, that was like a weird sign for me, like yeah. for this podcast. Right. I had like thought of a million different names. Something yeah. was like taken somewhere, a yeah. trademark or the website, the one, right. maybe it was just a longfortheride.com versus yeah. longfortheridepod.com. Yeah. But it was like they $75,000. Yeah. And I was like, I'm sorry. I don't think you get it. Yeah. Like <laughs> that's not going to work for my budget. <laughs> well, and I, and then I remember I got back to my office at the time and you were like, don't forget to buy the domain. Yeah. And I and then I actually purchased on Hover and then I remember like forging the email and I was like, it's done. Yeah. And from then, um, I had also obviously like told like our other great friends, like Allie, Ashley, Alex, all the A's, yeah. all our entire Rachel, like everyone, and I feel like everyone was like, I love it. And I also find it interesting because I feel like there's so many times when, when you're listening to like, you know, podcasts or any like shows that give you advice or read something it's like yeah. don't get too hung up on the name like when when you find a name and like you know it's right like you'll know it's right and I again felt like I never had such a like aha like moment. strong yeah. knowing yeah like, like this feels like me yeah. and it's just something I I do say all the time like I, that's what's so funny yeah. is like almost yeah. every day like yeah. every week every outing something will come up yeah. and we'll be like 
and now it's almost not like mocking, but yeah. we'll say it in like a funny tone right. of like, oh, it's so fun, you yeah. know, because and it like, just is the perfect name and for now, you and your business. And and I feel like it, it it feels so me. And like I've never it's never I've never done something I feel like that feels so me at the same time. And and it's funny now too, because I mean, even when I'm having like conversations with like random people or I hear it on TV and people are like, Oh my gosh, that was so fun. And I'm like, girl, like, you don't even know. Like <laughs> That's mine. <laughs> so it just, you know, it just felt like the, the perfect fit. And, and then to get the social part, I mean, I, my company is focused on social media management, content strategy, as well as media relations, influencer relations. But I just, I definitely take a social, I like to say social centric approach to how I'm, you know, talking about brands and promoting brands um, yeah. or my, my clients. So, and so yeah. fun social yeah. has a nice little, exactly. nice little ring so, to it. Merch coming soon. <laughs> Ben has anything to say about it. <laughs> Ben's like, we need the other revenue. Mer- merch 10 on three. Merch 10. Somebody inside Joe. So besides, <laughs> there's nothing love Kelly loves more than merch. Yeah. It doesn't matter. We could be at like yeah. a bar and if there's a t-shirt for sale, yeah. she's buying it. It runs but in from, my family. I was just going to say, from what you tell me, you come by it naturally. Oh yeah, it definitely runs in the fam. Like anytime we're on like at a restaurant with like our whole family, my mom's like, they have t-shirts. Everyone gets a t-shirt. <laughs> Kelly, you want a koozie? Like... <laughs> want to play like anything like we love merch in my family and the, um, the more you tell me about your mom yeah. I'm like okay I'm like kind of painting oh, a yeah. picture because yeah. she you guys sound like you're oh and I need like, pod anytime I ever like do something Ben's like okay Lisa <laughs> and then like if I do something that's like my dad Ben's like okay Bruce like I feel like I have two you know maybe that's the Gemini in me I have my mom's side and my dad's side my two different personalities so not yeah. even gonna get into <laughs> yeah. your Gemini story. Yeah, we're not. That's another that's story. For that's another offline. Day. <laughs> so other thing, <laughs> plugged a Yasin because yeah, that's totally serious. Like yeah. the Parker Hotel. Yeah. Seriously, like the best lunch ever. I'm gonna repeat it this year. Who knows know. what I'll learn about you then? Yeah, um, I don't even know you. <laughs> So other than kind of buying the domain, yeah. what other steps did you take to prepare to leave the Langham, to leave a stable job? Like how did you give yourself a timeline? What did that whole process look like once you started taking those small steps? So I will definitely say the timeline was kind of a um, hybrid of what I wanted to do versus what my husband thought was best. Um, but like, it's yeah. why I always say, I wish I had been like, that's so good. Like yeah, I had sort of been yeah. planning it and been like, before I actually quit, yeah. there was like two months where I was like really trying to hustle, yeah, but sure. like, I didn't really think, yeah, I've been flying by the seat of my pants I for mean, a long and fucking time. And I feel like once I make a decision on something, I and well, one, I'm decisive until I get to that decision. And then once I make the decision, I'm like full steam ahead on it. And so I remember thinking, I was like, well, I'm, and again, like no, everything at my job was, was great. Like I, I, I had my boss and I had a really good, a good relationship. My team and I had a really great relationship, like the entire hotel, like not just like the team I worked with immediately, but the, like the different departments. And, and yeah. I was so close with everyone. So it's like, when I talk about it too, it was really I think I just, I knew I was ready for the change. And so then the moment I made the decision to make that change, I was like, okay, I'm going to quit next week. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm going to give a long notice. I'm going to do like, and I always plan to give a long notice, um, six to eight weeks because I had been at the hotel for a very long time. I felt like 
you know, I was, I mean, I was the director of PR, so I was immersed in so many different things that I just felt like doing two weeks would not, um, like two weeks is normal for a lot of people. But for me, it very much felt like I owe the hotel a lot more than that. And to to just give two weeks and not like truly like wrap up kind of like my... But I think that speaks to you and also the company that you worked for. And it was a good relationship. Yeah, we had a really good relationship and it was no like bad blood in any way. Um, I still adore everyone there and and the hotel. I, I mean, I still, it's the number one hotel and I will always say that it's beautiful beautiful place but I yeah so I just knew I wanted to give a longer notice and so then my mind I was like I can resign and then I have six to eight weeks to like kind of get my business going and my husband's like pump the brakes (laughs) I I like the thought of like the six to eight weeks but I feel like those weeks are gonna fly by even quicker than you know if you can get a b and c set up for like for us for me and I will say that Ben, he's so by the book or kind of like according to plan that I think anytime something is a little more like up in the air, he's like, he gets a little uncomfortable. So yeah, so he was like, if you can at least like make A, B, and C happen, even though I would like to see A through Z happen, then we can like agree upon like this certain timeline. So I'd resigned. So basically I gave myself an extra probably six weeks before I resigned um, to get a bunch of things up and running. Like my Ben would have again liked to see probably, I mean, I did a business plan, but he probably would have loved to see it like a lot more detailed because that's how he is. But I was like, no, this is great. This is what I got. Like this, I feel good about this. And I got in contact with a bunch of my, um, my network. And then... I had to have an extensive conversation with my dad just about starting my business because he's very knowledgeable. And Ben was like, "I, this is a huge resource for you. Getting a business plan. I still remember idea. when you were calling your, like it was like a Saturday yeah. and you had like planned it yeah. and like we're calling I, I your dad. I planned a conference call with my father, which also, <laughs> if you know my dad, he's like, why would you plan a conference call with me? And I'm like, dad, I'm just trying to show you that I'm serious. Like <laughs> I'm trying to show you that like this, I'm not... Just saying this because I'm having like a frustrating idea. Yeah, like a frustrating week at work. Like I'm trying to like, and I think you know to a certain extent, like you know my family probably had and like Ben, you know they've they've heard me talk about like wanting to start something for a while, and until you like actually you know prove that you or like by giving like showing how you're actually going to do it and and prove to people that that you're serious about something. Like you can talk all you want until you start putting the actual work in I think totally and not because I didn't know that but I think just be you know I I was again indecisive on my decision previously that I had just like was constantly had the wheels in motion I was constantly trying to figure out is this the right move and then once I did making sure that everyone knew I was very serious about it and that wasn't just that was you know potential clients like my network people who I would be reaching out to who like referrals could possibly come from and you know obviously my husband being a huge part of that you know, I'm half of our income. So he's like, you know, we have to make sure that there's, you know, money coming in. And obviously he was also like, you all should plan for like the worst possible scenario. Like you, you could think, and actually it did work out really great in the end. Like I ended up having, you know, clients right off the bat. So I I didn't really have too much of an in-between period, but I think you never know that you could actually have that until, you know, obviously until contracts are signed. So it's like, you got to plan for like the worst case scenario and make sure that, you know, you can support yourself while you don't have money coming in or why things, you know, while they're getting set up or why you have, you know, new business operating expenses and stuff that you you know, buying a new computer, like I had mm-hmm. to, 
I mean, you remember my, my Mac I had, yeah. I was like, Oh, I already have them. And I've had Macs for like years, but like I hadn't busted this one out cause I always use my work computer and then it like blew up. Literally. Literally. Like, it blew Literally. up one day. I was like, what happened to my computer? And what? so then I, you know, I went to Best Buy and got a brand new, brand new MacBook Pro. And yeah. I feel like Ben, because I, again, I was yeah. like staying at your house yeah. during the time. And yeah. we're like, we swear to God. Like, we did, it was almost like dad came yeah. home. And we're and like, it, we don't know what happened to it. It's not just because Kelly wants a new computer. Right. Like, I knew I wanted a new computer, but I think like, we're like, oh, well, you, like, I have a Mac. Like, it's fine. Like, I still have a Mac I can use. And then I, Ben was like, did you throw this against the wall? But like or literally like, underneath the mouse slash keyboard, like truly like volcanic erupted. Yeah. But like, it was crazy. Yeah. Yeah. That was, yeah. I mean, it was, yeah, it was pretty funny. So. So you bought so, the computer, yeah. talked to your dad. Yeah. And reached then, out to your network. How, what yeah. did like getting new clients kind of, it, uh, it did happen like so yeah, it, it, ha- it did really happen so organically. And I will say, you know, luckily I've, you know, had the benefit of a lot of things, just referrals coming through um, my network, whether that's, you know, people I know in like the food industry, the travel industry, um, people who are in like the tech startup space. Another one of my clients, Positive Pretzels. They actually, Dan and I, the co-founder, met through our friend Katie Dwyer. And how did you meet Katie Dwyer? <laughs> Coachella 2015. <laughs> hey, Dwyer, Dwyer. And and then Dwyer was in town, and she. Well, you were you were on remote year, but Dwyer came in town, and we had I had planned the fall day that I I planned I planned for the last couple of years. The first we, day I had FOMO. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The first time you had FOMO, while you're gone, and we missed you so much, but. Dwyer was like, I'm coming in town. I'm going to bring my friend Dan. Because she knew him from Kellogg, Yeah, because they went to Kellogg together and graduated, I think, in like 2015. And then Dwyer has since moved to New York. But yeah, and so she was in town and she was like, we're doing the fall day, which is basically um, a wine day in Michigan. And we had done wineries, breweries, apple picking. And then Dan and I just got talking on the party bus. And As, As one does. As one does. And Dwyer was like, tell him about your new business. And then... To Dan, she also said, like, tell her about your pretzels. And he had also brought a ton of samples on the bus. And so then we just got to talking, really hit it off. Now, Dan and I have also now become friends. And they're, you know, a snack startup. And one of the cool things for me about them as one of my clients is that they've, I really learned so much just even about the startup space because I had never, obviously, I'd always worked with more established brands and companies in the past. And so for me, this was a very interesting process and it's everything from like, you know, we just launched in Whole Foods in in December and it's, you know, getting ready for that. And, but then, you know, also so many things that you can't even, um, you know, we're a millennial focused brand. So I think it's like, you know, previously when I was with Langham, you know, the, the clientele is a lot different. And now it's like, we're messaging like a, a, a pretzel, it's a snack, but, um, it's a clean pretzel. And while it's just a pretzel, it's, it's actually just so fun to be able to talk about and the packaging and the branding is so cool. And we have a lot of fun with it too. Like there are no boundaries. And, and that's kind of one of the things I like is that there's not a lot of red tape. Yeah, totally. So one of the things I we were talking about on that infamous Monday after Lala walk with Lincoln. Our therapy dog. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. I just remember telling you and wholeheartedly believing that you do have this way of you're so good with contacts and like maintaining like relationships and friendships. And I feel like from your time in Chicago, you know so many people, but in terms of networking and meeting people and it all just kind of happening, 
I feel like networking is another word that also yeah. has like this weird stigma with it oh, because sure. it can just seem like very hand out your business card kind of way. But I feel like you are always just so interested in getting to know the person that you ended up creating these friendships, relationships yeah. with people. And then it kind of turns into something else. Like it comes from yeah. a very like pure place, not from like trying to sell your brand or yeah. business or anything. Well, and that's like the sweetest thing. Cause I mean, cause ultimately I feel like networking is, can be one of those words where it feels like so transactional. Yes. And that's, a good way to that's just not how I am as a person. Like I, and maybe it's like my Iowa roots or it's like our Midwest roots. Like I really do feel this, you know, about people always tell me, they're like, I feel like you're nice cause you're from Iowa. And I'm like, I don't know what that means, but thank you. <laughs> um, but I've, I've always like, I feel, I've never wanted to be like the person who's just asking something for, from someone or, and like expecting something in return. And like, I know that people or even like, I get annoyed. I feel like when someone just comes to me and asks me for something and there's not like a deeper connection there. And for me, you know, obviously I'm in PR. So like, there's always going to be times when like you have to, you know, tap into a certain relationship for one reason or another, but it's always been very important for me that like when I'm building a relationship, it actually is a relationship and it's not just like, oh, I'll call on you when I need something there. Totally. And also like to me, that's never been a fun way of like getting to know people. If I didn't like get to know people, I feel like on a different level, that's like what makes it meaningful for me, I guess. Like, cause otherwise I like, I'm not a transactional person. I think I, that to me is work. Totally. Like, whereas, like, if I have a relationship with someone or even, like, you, like, we get to, like, have the opportunity to work together, but, like, we're also best friends. And so, like, that's one thing that I love so much. And, like, even, I feel like I always, I mean, going back to, like, our friend group, like, we all do such different things, but we all have such a comfort level of being able to call on each other when we might need advice from from one of us. And, like, or even, like, I think about, like, you know, Mark Myers, like, he, you know, is a computer He's kind of like a programmer on the back end, but he's also like so smart and like you could easily be like, hey Mark, I want to get your advice on this, this, yeah. and that. Or even like, you know, Alex is in, you know, the finance world or Ali's an amazing artist or, you know, something like that. Like we can all get advice. Um, I guess that's a kind of a long-winded way of saying that I just feel like to build meaningful relationships so that it just doesn't feel like... It, it, to me, it feels like work when it's just like calling on someone for one thing and then it's like checked off the list. Yeah. Like it's it's much more fun for me if I'm like bring my whole heart into it and I um, am genuine about it because, yeah. you I know. Like when I lived in, <laughs> yeah, it yeah. totally does. And I feel like when I lived in New York and then also with my last job before I did blogging full-time when I worked at the jewelry company, RPR agency was based in LA, which is like a whole nother beast. And I feel like the stereotype sort of exists for a reason. Like there's so many people in PR where it just always does feel yeah. so transactional and so like surface fake, level, forced, yeah. surface level. And I think honestly, that's a really great point. Cause I think that that's like one thing. Sometimes when I think about the PR industry as a whole, obviously like that's my, like where my career is like my job. And I hate the feeling of like fakeness or it's like transactional they're just like calling on you because they like need something and to me there's nothing that gets under my skin more when I feel like someone is just you know either you know tapping into me because they want another connection of some sort you know and vice versa like I just would not feel comfortable doing that to someone totally. else I mean yes like we all are ambitious like we want to get to certain places like they're always like great people to meet or you know great things to like do and 
But you can yeah. feel. Yeah. I think we're both really good at yeah. reading peop- other people's energy. Yeah. And when it comes across in a way of not you genuine. You almost feel like yeah. you're being used or feel right. like a little bit skeeved and out by it. For sure. You can tell. And like, oh, 100%. And I feel like we've had that conversation so many times where it's like, if I don't feel like you genuinely want to get to know me or you actually care about the other portions of my life, then I don't know. That's just how I've traded all my relationships. It's very give and take and it has to be, I mean, I just always go back to it being like a genuine yeah. feeling. And I always say this and I don't know if everyone would feel, I always feel like I'm really good at reading people. I always you really say are. that. And I don't know why I felt that way, but there have just been so many times when I felt like a certain way and then that way, like about someone or about a relationship and it's turned out to be true. And then I'm like, okay, well that's, you know, shitty. It's a shitty feeling, you know, at the end of the day. And and that's why I just think that like I, I hold so many relationships so close to my heart because they really do mean a lot to me. Yeah. And, um, I don't take that lightly in like my work or my personal life. Yeah. And I think that kind of speaks to when you hear somebody's story and you're like, yep, I have yeah. three clients lined up before I yeah. left my job, you know, yeah. and it just all kind of worked, but yeah. that wasn't just luck. And, yeah. you know, I think there's been a lot yeah. of like years of hard work and honestly your character and everything behind that, that led to that point. And I think even with my clients now, I really do consider every single one of my clients a friend. There is a friendship there. And that ultimately also gets me excited to talk about their brands. Totally. That was one of the things I think when leaving my job, I just feel like I have some friends doing some really cool things and to have the opportunity to talk about them and promote them like makes me so excited. Totally. And even like with your blog, I feel it's like I'm like your number one fan or even Kate's book. I'm like, oh, I like I, you know, went and bought like three copies or like even with Allie's art. It's like it's they're just so fun to talk about and hence so fun. (laughs) Or even like my friend Jeff's restaurant, like the fact that he has a food truck and he owns a restaurant and like he's also one of my very close friends from middle school, it's her husband. And so it's like, I'm so excited to be able to talk about his brand because like there is that personal connection totally. there. And, and it's not just a money transaction. So since Kelly's really worked like brand side, we always talk about work. Like yeah. I feel like you're really the go-to sounding board for that. And with a lot of different press trips and yeah. obviously in the past, you've hosted people at the hotel right. and know kind of how to like make yeah. that work. My favorite brands, I feel like it's when you, so say like different press trips I've gone on and you meet the people behind the brand and right. truly get the brand yeah. ethos and the DNA. And it makes you so much more excited to promote that brand. Oh, for even sure. if it is hashtag sponsored yeah. content right you know you truly yeah eat sleep and breathe that brand in a more immersive experience versus you know oh we're gonna send you this mascara and right. blog about it and yeah it's the same kind of thing I think it transfers over even if it's not just your friends but having more of a relationship with a different brand and yeah. like truly it being a give and take like For you're sure. both yeah it's not just like pay me to do this or come to this event and post about us right or you know, and I you don't view it as a transaction. And my experience, one thing I like kind of leading into that as well is that like, I feel like one thing we always talk about are like deliverables when you're like have a, a brand partnership, some of the control that they have mm. like over what you're actually posting. Sure. And like my belief, I guess in that, and I think goes with also building a personal relationship is that like when I'm partnering with an influencer and I'm going to pay them to represent my brand, I've already done the legwork totally. to be able to vet that I think that they're on brand for us. And so like for me then to hold their hand or like approve every like word that they say or every photo that they post, no, like I'm paying them to come up with like creative content that feels authentically them. And I'm not going to be the one who's like 
going to tell them like, oh no, this photo doesn't work or, or no, that verbiage doesn't work. Like, yeah, there are guidelines, of but course. like you give the guidelines and then you let them have creative control. And I just think that like in the end that works out for, I mean, both, both brands. parties because yeah. I think a problem that I feel like yeah. I've seen or run into, it's like, so say a brand who is overtly almost micromanaging yeah. in that sense. Right. So say they're working with five influencers. I feel like with the brand guidelines and then it's like, you can't do this, you can't do this, you yeah. can't do this, which I understand some guidelines for sure. Right. But all five influencers content ends up looking exactly the same because oh, yeah. there's only like one route you can take. Yeah, for So sure. then there's no yeah. diversity in content. There's no diversity in voices. Right. And I feel like it reads more like an ad. Like yeah. you can tell. Oh, for sure. And like at the end of the day, you know, the goals are, you know, like, you know, push product or push revenue. Of course. But, but it's but- like... And I know so many people say, like, partner with brands that you actually use or, like, work with to make it that much more authentic. But I think it's also, on my side, giving people a little bit more creative control back instead of trying to take that away. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, that's what we're using, you know, you guys for, is to, like, to have, have it from your perspective. Exactly. Like, I don't to want tell- it to be from my perspective, like, for through your blog. Like, why would I do that? Totally. It's like, you know, it puts more work on me. All of your puts more work on you. press materials, all of your social channels, all of that yeah. is already through your brand's filter, yeah. right? So right. then you go to an influencer. That's the point. It's like telling your brand's story yeah. through a different filter, through right. a different lens. So, yeah. like, that's the whole point. I feel like brands almost try to take on this almost advertiser approach where it's like right. we're sending over a 30-second Super Bowl ad play it during the Super Bowl. Right. There's no... Yeah. It's like trying to control the message too much. Exactly. I just feel like no one... I mean, at, at the end of the day, like, I, that's what PR, I mean, is. It's, you know, controlling a, per, a perception, controlling a message. But, like, I think while I'm in PR, that's, like, what I try not to do in my own way, I guess. Like, yeah, again, like, guidelines. And, like, yes, you always want, like, a positive public perception. And that's ultimately what I'm there to, like, control. But I think when you try to control it too much just nobody wins I don't know and that's just I mean I, that's my in my now 10 years of experience I feel like that's just kind of something that I feel I mean obviously you're gonna have you know other publicists or other people in the you know PR marketing field who are gonna feel completely different but that's just kind of my approach it's just so yeah, fun approach. it's the so it's fun approach say. yeah I mean and like that thing the day I love having so much fun and like so many different aspects of my life I know this sounds so cheesy but I'm like you know I'm just like trying to live a fun life like I'm trying to live my best life yeah and I feel like it's you know it's more fun when you know I don't have to be like a control freak and totally um, and I and it's less work at the end of the day and I think it's more authentic so totally yeah I feel like sometimes I know when I get frustrated with different things that happen and I'll kind of vent to you. And I've also worked brand side too. So I feel like I can sort of put that hat on sometimes. Oh, for sure. But I feel like sometimes there have just been... Where it's like, I feel like I can put my blog hat on sometimes too. Exactly. Exactly. Because you've done... Same type of experience. Yeah. Exactly. But I feel like there's been, especially lately, just different like faux pas that I feel like we've chatted about and it's so funny because so I know that like within the dating realm like ghosting is like it's such a term now you know you're getting ghosted by everybody dating I I feel like it's almost turned into like a thing with work though I will say I feel like this past year was like an interesting time with the blogging industry as a whole but also I feel like with my business as well and you and I have talked about, you know, it's a different time now. It's not as incoming. You've got to right. like pitch yourself. And yeah. I feel like that's something that I've really been working on. Yeah. And I'm just, we've talked about yeah. this, about how I feel like it's such a faux pas, but 
I feel like there's almost been, I feel like I've been ghosted by brands in a sense, which is totally fine. But for example, I had reached out to a activewear brand and I was like, hey, I'm doing this daybreaker event. You know, me and my friends always go to it. I always share a ton of stories from there. The theme this month is red. And I actually saw you have like the cutest red set. Would love to partner together. I will be sharing it on Instagram. I'll be sure to tag, link, not to mention my conversion rate for your brand is three percent right if you aren't familiar with the industry anything over one is usually considered oh for sure good and I had emailed dm'd and they just never responded saw the message never responded and it almost puts such a sour taste in your mouth I don't care about the like $75 set that actually probably cost your company $15 maybe plus shipping or I could have gone to get it at the store right It's not even about that. It's the fact that I just feel like people should, whether it's in dating or in a work environment, have like the decency to just write back and be like, you know what? It's actually not, it's not a fit for us at this time, but like, thanks for reaching out. Then I'm just like, okay, next, you know, like, thank you next. Yeah. And it, it, now it almost leaves like such a bad taste in my mouth that I'm almost just like, you kind of shot yourself in the foot. Oh, for sure. And I think, you know, one, I will say Obviously, everyone's, like, inundated with, like, tons of emails. Like, I am the first to admit that sometimes, like, I get emails and I, like, I'm also, like, very forgetful. I'm like, oh, I'll take care of that in an hour. And then, like, two days pass by and I'm like, shit, I haven't responded. So, I love a follow-up. Personally, I love when people follow up with me. Because I'm like, I genuinely did miss it and you're not annoying me. I'm like... I'm the exact same way. Like, I... I more feel bad that like, oh God, Kelly, you didn't respond totally. again. Like, I get I, down on myself. To, yeah, they had nothing to, about they had that. To follow up. But then I have no problem. And I, you know, I've seen your pitches, which I feel like are phenomenal. And also, and I know in this case, like, it's not like you had, you had just reached out like once and like you then just didn't get a response. And you're like, wait, why didn't they respond to me? Like, I know you had like followed up and then like also like tried other forms of communication, which to me seems, you know, there might be approvals that they have to go through. Fine. Totally. But like in this case, when it's like a short, like it was a shorter term turnaround, I feel like why not just respond and say like, thank you so much for sending this our way. Unfortunately, it doesn't like it's not in the marketing budget like right this second, but we'll let you know when something yeah. when something does come up. Or make something up. It's too tight of a turnaround for yeah. it. Like you can say anything right. or just be like, yeah. thanks for thinking of us, exactly. but we're not able to like move forward with this. Exactly. And I think it's like, especially when like I mean, people slide into my DMs all the time, any of my brands DMs all the time. And like I will always say, like, there are times when like, yeah, maybe there's just times when you know, I don't have time to necessarily vet them, but I'm like, hey, thank you for this information. I'll definitely let you know if there's an opportunity um, in the future. Totally. And like, that's a really quick response. Like, I keep it in my notes, and like, I do try my best to like record all of those. And then when it, you know, does it is time to like go out to influencers, you know, for a certain brand, then you've done your due diligence of like getting on their radar. But I just think when I feel like when they don't even give you a response. Like, even a short two-sentence response. It's just, I mean, it as a brand, like, there are going to be times when you don't get to things, but, like, I think in this this case and in so many cases, you know, there's a lot of agencies doing work for, like, multiple brands, and I think that they just, they don't even know how to, like, take care of an email like that sometimes because I feel like it's just, like, you know, some account executive that's like, well, I need to ask my boss, and then we need to ask the brand, and then we need to check with the brand's budget, 
rather than just saying like, hey, you know, I know this is going to be a longer process. I don't think we're going to be able to get to it before Wednesday, but thank you so much for reaching out. Totally. Like, why not just say that? That takes two seconds. I know. And it's, it is just so interesting because... Because you spent so much time on that too. You yeah. Know? And like, actually, which like, writing, I think in the end... Like, like a thoughtful, yeah. not just like, hey, I yeah. saw this set. I love it. Can I have it? Right. You know, it exactly. was like for a reason, for a pitch. I have this ex followers. I feel like it was, it's like lined out so well. And that's, I mean, ultimately I do think that there's going to be moments, you know, for influencers when you do that. You don't get a response, but then, hey, it could turn into something later on, sure. which is always the percentage of that happening. But it also just, you know, drives me crazy because I feel like you do have so many agencies working on big brands and like to not give it a, like a, just a quick response. So at least they know that you got it and that yeah. you, you know, and it's, it's just, it just drives me crazy. It's so interesting in this blogging world these days. Right. I know we talk about this so much, yeah. but it's like so saturated. It's getting like so much harder to stand out. It's almost like this is, I feel like more of a therapy term, but it's yeah. like this perceived rejection of like, yeah. who knows what had happened on their end. Right. But it's the same. But you're like thinking like for about ghosting, it, like, but right. you're like, do they not like me? Yeah. Do they not right. like my content? Am I yeah. like too fat to wear one of their crop top sets? Right. Like, yeah. you know, you have yeah. all these things. It's no different when a guy ghosted you. His phone could have gotten smashed and you could have lost your number. But right. in your mind, you're like, I said the wrong thing yeah. on the date. Know. Who knows what it is? Yeah. It's usually on them, not on you. But you start to like, right. then it almost like starts to break you down a little yeah. more. And you, on both sides of this For crazy sure. world, you have to like build up this thick skin of just like, keep on moving on yeah. and like I can't feel weird I I'm just I'm so yeah. weird and I feel like you're so good at like pushing me to just ask and yeah. reach out and pitch myself because I and I get feel so like I doubt by asking <laughs> but I also feel like I know how good you are at like being able to prove yourself like because you're not just saying like hey I have x followers will you give me this and that, I mean, I will say is like the number one thing that will drive, would ever drive me crazy. And I've gotten a million of those emails where it's like, will you, I mean, especially when I worked at Langham, like the audacity, I think that some people had of their expectations of certain things, but like, and that's why like we have so many good what conversations. What are some examples of that? I think that's kind of like oh, a behind the curtain look yeah. at like what it looks like with I mean, influencer travel and what's actually sponsored or what's just gifted. Yeah. I mean, the one thing I will say is I think working on the hotel end is there's not as much of an expectation I feel like on the influencer side to get paid because like totally. ultimately their payment is in like the travel or the hotel stay totally. so especially um, at a place like yeah the Langham it's not but, a hostel right you know what I mean but like I will like the value that they're actually receiving is exactly high. and I've worked with influencers as high as like having like two million followers who like expect nothing and have been like so gracious and like you know, oh, like that, that's totally fine. Like only if that's okay with you. And it's like surprising to me because then you would like think in, in my mind, I'm like, they could be a diva, but they, they are not totally. at all. But then I've worked with other influencers who, you know, might not have much of a following, which is totally fine, but expect our presidential suite for three nights complimentary, which our presidential suite, if like you're familiar with Langham, was $8,500 a night. <laughs> but it's also like, the people who I feel like are ultimately more gracious and not so expecting, you want to do a lot more for, and you know they're also going to deliver more for you. Yeah. Whereas, like, I feel like some of the, you know, other ones who have such an expectation, which, like, you know, it's a partnership at the end of the yeah. day. So it's like, I know that influencers need to get paid to do their jobs. And just like they know, obviously brands have budgets. But I think when it goes from politely asking and, like, proving, like, this is what I can do for you 
to being like, well, this is what I expect for my ex-followers. It's kind of like, well, I'm sorry. Like, even if you are great, even if you actually do have numbers, like it's, I think it's all how you address me. And it, kind of, it goes back to like transactional like types of totally. relationships. If you're in it for that type of that type of relationship like I'm not so I'm very much like hey my love when I'm like writing my emails like I'm very I like I it can't just be like hi here's what I want and then end scene like it has to be you know it has to be a lot more than that and I think like I've seen like so many of your pitches and I feel like you get that but there are so many that don't and again like it's just like educating like on you know the brand versus you know influencer side but I think I've received requests for maybe a micro influencer requesting like you know, a several night stay, complimentary treatments in the spa, complimentary everything in the restaurant, um, you know, club access, which at the end of the day, you know, obviously they don't work in a hotel, so they don't understand our cost. I don't work in a hotel anymore, but <laughs> you know, you don't understand the cost that goes, that comes totally. from the brand. So that's why I think always kind of like, you know, you, I think you get more when you ask for less sometimes Totally. or like you don't have, there's not such an expectation, an obvious expectation totally. behind it. Like, yes, you need to sell yourself. You need to want to make money. But I think there's a fine balance. Yeah. So. So I know we were kind of joking and laughing yeah. about this at the beginning. But I think a great way to kind of round out this episode. Yeah. Really. Rainbow slay. Yes. Really <laughs> end it on a high note. So we. <laughs> so our friends were in Steamboat. Colorado. Yeah. Over New Year's Eve. And we had a great time minus my one day on the slopes. Yeah. Still high spirits so. though. Yeah. Thank God for Hanley, oh who God. got you down the mountain. Literally, ski patrol. Yeah. So we were, I don't know if it was on New Year's Eve. I think was it, it New Year's Eve I or New Year's I think it Day? was New Year's Eve. We were making dinner. And we were all going around the room. Yeah. Alex, we have to give Alex a shout out totally. because she is... Always picks a word for the year. Yeah. Even before that was like... I feel like that's very common this year, yeah, even last year, but I sure. feel like she... But she's definitely kind of like of our friend group. I feel like the starter of it. And we oh, all yeah. like go back to her about like the words of the year. Totally. But she's Helm very Bada big in the yeah. wellness yeah. and that whole scene. Yeah. So we were making dinner, I think just like all drinking, like hanging out, like playing drinking games, like nothing too crazy. And... Alex, I think was like, I think we should all go around. The, I think Alex and Mark were both like, I think yeah. we should all go around the room and say what our words are going to be yeah. for 2019. And we had some really funny ones. I mean, like. Well, what's funny yeah. is you and I had yeah. actually, when I was in Mexico City, yeah. I feel like I remember being on the phone with yeah. you and I had like written it in my journal of like what actually yeah. I envisioned oh, yeah. my word for the year to yeah. be. And I remember telling it to you on the phone, like kind of as a joke, and you're like, "Yeah, like a phoenix." Yeah, <laughs> like because out of the a phoenix yeah. was like kind of what I kept feeling. Yeah. Like I feel like the past two years and yeah. the last year, I mean, I finally just like yeah. burnt the shit to the ground, right. and we're starting over. Yeah, like sure. this is a rebirth. Yeah. This is an evolution. Yeah. This is like right. literally a phoenix rising yeah. from the ashes. Like yeah. caca, motherfuckers. It, was, you know? <laughs> it definitely was. <laughs> So that's kind of where I was at, yeah. but I think I said something along the lines of like rebirth and yeah. some of us were more serious. You know, yeah. one of our friends getting married, Hanley his, was like, year, his word of the year was no. Yeah. And we're like, wait, but you're like, you're getting married. married. Like it's like, kind of the year of yes. Yeah. And he's like, but I, I'm going to be better about saying no to the things I can say no to. Yeah. Like, Which makes sense. We're like, okay. Like. Yeah, hundred percent. And then like, well, one because like, they are very yeah. like yes, people yeah, they and definitely are. You yeah. can run yourself thin doing. And that. I think Ben's was what was Ben's growth or was yours? Alex never sent them to us, but someone. Mine I was think, rebirth. I think Ben's was growth, 
And then, like, Alex's was also something... But then Brett's was, like, reach around because he, like, <laughs> loves, like, reaching around Allie and, like, hugging her. So it, it they were just all over the place. Yeah, it, some were, like, a lot more yeah. funny than others. And I think I oh, had just I, a couple drinks and I was, like, rainbow. Yes. And then so it started as our, rainbow. It started as rainbow. And rainbow is yeah. actually a thing within right. our within our group, group right? because Nora rainbow. our friend Allie's, like, dog at home yeah. is named Nora Rainbow. Yeah. And there have just been many times where, like, Brett and I have had a joke about, yeah. like, how many times are we going to hear about Nora Rainbow? Yeah. You know? Right. Like, Rainbow Unicorns, like, everything. Totally. Yeah. Like, And so sure. we'll, like, just start, like, yeah. putting in rainbows with things. Yeah. And so I feel like Nora Rainbow yeah. maybe had, like, come up and right. you're like, that's my word of the year. Yeah. Like, like I rainbow. was like, I'm going, I want to be, like, like a light shine. and colorful and... Yeah, and like it is very like yeah, so fun and like happy. I feel like obviously when you see rainbows, you think of like happiness. And then I um, was getting like real fucking yeah. deep with shit, and like, well, a rainbow is after the storm, right. you know, when it all clears. I'm like, that kind of makes sense. exactly. And we were like connecting it, and then I, I feel like it was actually the next day. Yeah, and I was like, we are gonna slay this year, and we were just like talking about how like when we get back to Chicago, we just like wanted to. Like, we knew we were going to have, like, kick so many, like, work days. We wanted to kick off on, like, a positive note. Like, I was back and in then, town, like, really wanted to, like, kick things. Yeah. And then I uh-huh. think I we was just, just, like, rainbow sleigh. We literally. Alex, I was like, change my word to rainbow sleigh. And Alex was like, you can only have one word. And I was like, well, can it be, like, bracket, rainbow, <laughs> and then just sleigh? And she was like, sure. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. So then, and then I feel like we got back. We made, like, a playlist. Yeah. That has, so like, we all actually. Yeah, ended up yeah. putting together a playlist. Yeah. We'll be texting each other on like Monday mornings with our like yeah. emojis. Yeah, the rainbow sleigh. We just try to be like they're very like I feel like motivational, especially because like there are definitely times when like I have my moments, like you have your moments, and like I remember like even like last week I was like feeling so tired, and then we had like a long conversation because we live fifteen minutes apart, but then we also have to have our long phone conversations <laughs> at night. Um, <laughs> When you're not spending the night. <laughs> now that we aren't roommates, yeah. it's making yeah, it, it hard. it makes it hard. So we have to have our phone dates <laughs> when we're not together, which is also often. But ben comes home yeah. and you're like, I'm on the phone with Jess. And he's like, like every day, weren't you with Jess earlier today? Yeah. Well, yeah. I was like, but we're talking about something else. So anyway, so I feel like it's just like very, like it's something that, I don't know, We I feel like now we just like feel connected to because like I feel like at the end of the day, it's motivation it's like what's making us feel good and at the end of the day like hard work isn't and again it goes back to so fun like hard work is hard work but like why not have fun while you're doing it I know I work my best when I'm enjoying life I'm like happy I'm thinking on my feet when I am happy and like having fun ultimately like why can't hard work be fun totally you know and I think that that's like what I always like go back to because I just feel like life would be, you know, pretty miserable if all you're doing is working hard and not having fun while you're doing it. So, that's it. I think <laughs> there's really no better way to end it. Yeah. I mean, rainbow sleigh this year. Yeah, rainbow sleigh the day. Another day, another sleigh. <laughs> Best gift ever. ever.